Well, my friends, today is Tactical Tuesday, and on every Tuesday, I give you some form of tactical and practical advice in terms of putting yourself out there as a creative or artist or whatever it is you creatively identify with. Yo, 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 welcome and welcome back, my pupils. Right now, you're listening to the Artistic Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Dorian with three eyes, a.k.a. D-O-R-I-I-I-O-N. You can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that. First and foremost, I want to take the time to tell you that I'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast. Whether it's two seconds, 20 seconds, or this entire fucking episode, I want to let you know that I appreciate you for even lending me your ear. So thank you. So following last episode... Um, or last two episodes talking about creativity and creating every single day. This episode is going to be talking about how to cre- how to create every single day. And these are, you know, tactics that I use. So again, today is Tuesday, so a lot of these tips and tactics are going to be practical. Tactical, things that you can actually implement through action. Step-by-step processes and things like that, you know, more of a right, I mean, more of a left-brain way of thinking about it, a logical way to go about this. But if you want a spiritual way, a more metaphysical, a more theoretical um, list of tips on how to create every single day, then I suggest you wait for that um, segment of this episode, which won't be released until, like, I don't know, this Sunday or next Sunday. Um, I don't know, just stay tuned for one of these spiritual Sundays where I actually talk about how to create every single day from a different perspective, from a right brain perspective. But this is a left brain perspective. This is a logical way on how to create every single day. So let's just jump right into it. So this is 10 ways on how you can become more creative every single day. Number 10, I have to use different mediums or apps. What do I mean by this? I mean, you as a creative, you as an artist, whatever you do creatively, whatever you consider to be your craft, do that, but do it in different mediums. Try try to change the medium up as much as possible. For example, if you're a photographer, don't just do digital photography, do some film photography. And then once you're done with film photography, start doing videography and then start learning how to edit those videos and edit those photos and start changing your mediums. If you edit photos on Photoshop, one day start using After Effects and then use Lightroom and then use PixArt or, um, I don't know, just start changing everything about what you can in your craft. Like the tools, I'm trying to say the tools that you use, change that up. The medium that you create in. Change that up. Change things up. If you're an if you're an illustrator and you use a lot of ink in your work, one day start using more graphite. Start using more charcoal. If you're a painter, start using more watercolors, right? And then go even beyond that. Change the whole medium itself. Like this is more so about tools, but change the whole medium itself. If you paint one day, stop painting and pick up a fucking camera. <laughs> you know, if you if you take pictures, put down the camera and start writing music or whatever. Like, 
do something completely outside of your normal means of expression. And I guarantee you, you will start to feel more creative as you do so, the more you do so. Which, which takes me directly into the next point, number nine. Stay curious. Learn new subjects, right? Like, yeah, you might learn a new medium. You might one day learn how to do Photoshop, Photoshop and then the next day you might learn how to do Adobe After Effects. But that's all in the same realm, right? That's all in the same realm of expression, same realm of creativity. Learn something completely unrelated. Okay, you're a photographer. Tomorrow, learn the theory of relativity <laughs> or something weird like that, right? Or start getting into quantum physics. Like, I, I, I highly doubt you're going to you know, go to that extreme. But you get what I'm saying? Like, the only reason I gave you that extreme example is because it, it really paints the picture for you. Quantum mechanics or quantum physics has absolutely nothing to do with photography and things like that, right? But that's exactly why learning something like that will make you more creative. Because you're, you're, you're going to be able to gain more knowledge and wisdom from something that you didn't have before. And once you do that, you're going to be able to draw more connections. Be able to have more connections between things, which is creativity in itself. If you're someone who, you know, you feel like you do a whole lot of what designing, right? Like maybe you just do interior design or architectural design or maybe even website design. Any type of design, like something that requires design fundamentals, right? Do something that doesn't require design. Maybe instead of doing design, you start doing something more related to healthcare or social injustices or something in politics, right? Like that has something like healthcare and all that shit has nothing to do with design. <laughs> but the moment you start learning up those, like taking on those new skills and stuff like that, you're going to have more references. You're going to have more data, more connections, like I said, to draw from. But of course, you're not going to actually get the passion to learn anything new without, like I said, being curious in the first place. The only if you if you're interested in design, you're never going to actually want to learn about social injustices or or healthcare and stuff like that. You're not going to want to learn about you know anything outside of that world unless for some reason you're already curious. Okay? So you have to have you have to have some level of curiosity. Be curious about things. Ask more questions that seemingly aren't related to you. Okay? And then that's how you're going to find more ways to be more creative. But what else can you do? Number eight, create a routine. Create a ritual around something that's creative. Especially a morning routine or, or a nightly ritual, whatever it may be. Me personally... I have both. I have both a morning routine and a nightly ritual. Every single night, I I either do one of two or three things, right? Most of the time, I'm just simply creating um, artworks that I've planned on doing sometime that week, right? Like, I, I, I plan out how I want to... 
um, structure my work. Like, for example, one week I might focus all on my video game photography. One week I might focus all on my photo manipulation. The next week I might focus all on abstract, right? So I like to set things up in a, in a strategical and logical order like that. And then... I go deeper into that and like every night I will go and focus on one of those things. So let's say this week I'm focused on abstract work. Well, every night I would create something that's abstract and it doesn't have to be completed. I would just create something that's related to the overall idea, right? And if I'm not actually creating something from scratch, I'm either... Um, that's, so that's one thing that I could be doing at night is creating something from scratch that has something related to do with the overall topic that I want to talk about that week. But if I'm not doing that, then I'm either editing and fixing something that I've already started and completed, or three, simply writing down ideas that I've gathered and gained throughout the day. Now, throughout the day, like as the day goes goes on, I write things down, but at night, I like to go over these ideas and, and go deeper into them and break them down and storyboard them and rough draft my ideas. Like basically my nighttime routine is me expanding upon uh, expanding upon all of the ideas and shit that I have ruminating throughout that day. Okay? So that's one routine that I have. And then my morning routine is actually setting my goals for that day. Setting my creative goals. What do I want to talk about in the pot? Excuse me. What do I want to talk about in the podcast today? What types of art do I want to focus on? You know, in terms of my weekly goals or whatever, right? Or if I'm not doing those things in the morning, then I'm also doing something else. I'm either scrolling through my digital feeds to gain more inspiration and see what my artistic friends have put out there for the world to see. Or I'm going through news articles to see if I can find any new um, awarenesses and new information in the art world. So, yeah, I have morning and nightly routines. Every single morning, I'm trying to read as much as I can about the art world and dive as fully possible into the art world when it comes to my peers and the things that I'm interested in and, you know, the things that I'm entertained by. And at night, I'm just simply ideating and, and, you know, explaining my ideas and, and going deeper into the things that I've written down. So create routines. When you create routines, when you create habits, it's going to become easier for you to do these things more often. It's going to become second nature. Before you know it, you're going to be creating something every single morning, every single night, you know, however you decide to do it. So start thinking about ways you can create systems around your creativity, rituals, routines. That way it can become automatic and you don't even have to think about it. It just becomes an instinct. All right, so number seven, balance between work and play. It's really hard to create every single day when you're not even sure what you're creating for or why you're creating, you know what I mean? Like, are you creating for the sense of enjoyment, entertainment? You know, are you creating for relief and expression? Or are you creating for work? 
are you creating as a means to an end simply to get by and none of those neither one's either right or wrong it's simply knowing why you're doing that because if you're creating to work then you have to carve out some time to create for play and vice versa if you're creating simply for play then you have to carve out time to create simply for work because you don't want to mix business and pleasure too much because the lines will come, become blurred and you won't have any balance <laughs> you know what I mean so balance between work and play if you do anything that's creative as a work as a job you know for example let's say you are a journalist it's your job to write all day and you love to write that's your passion but your job is is your passion so in a, in one way shape or form your passion is going to become muddied it's going to become less pure because it's being tainted with money and and obligations and feelings that aren't yours they're your bosses and your employee I mean you maybe employees if you own a business and your customer you know what I'm saying like as a creative person your art is becoming your jail cell your prison you know what I mean that's I talk about that in a whole different conversation but and that's okay because that's what you know helps you pay the bills but if you're a journalist and your passion is to write you need to understand that when you aren't writing for your job, when you aren't writing for the newspaper article and the, and the magazine articles or whatever, you need to carve out time to write for yourself. Write your own blog, write your own stories, etc., etc. Because this is what's going to give you that sense of freedom. It's going to give you that enjoyment that made you want to decide to write as a journalist in the first place. You know what I mean? It's easy to become lost in the things that we do when we become too invested in those things. And vice versa, if you just create for the sake of just creating, if you just create as a as a creative person because that's what feels good to you, like if this is your form of play and entertainment, then understand that it's very beneficial to start creating some type of structure around that, create some type of lifestyle around that where you can, you know, actually create bills you know actually be able to pay for your bills throughout through your passions and the best way to do that is by putting yourself in the field you know what i mean like if you're a journalist or if let's say you're not a journalist but you're a writer you like to write and the only thing you do is create novels and short stories for just yourself and your friends well if you start learning how to actually do creative writing from a professional standpoint if you actually doing some start doing some journaling classes and stuff like that not only will it help you in your own personal you know creations but also it's going to possibly give you the opportunity to get money off of this passion which should then just fuel the passion even more and keep you going and another way to think about it is work and play is Think of your craft is your work. And think of play as everything that is not that craft. Let's say you're an artist. You, you're an illustrator. Whether you're a professional or a hobbyist, it doesn't matter. Let's just say you're an illustrator. You draw all day. That's your work. That's your job. Whether you get paid for it or not. 
Whether you get paid money or you get paid in emotional fulfillment. Your job as an artist is to create art. But that's your job. You still need time to play. So anything that is not dealing with art will be considered, you know, play. Spending time with friends. I don't know, playing video games, reading books, well, anything that's not related to that. You still need time outside of your art, outside of your craft, because guess where you're going to get inspiration? You know what I mean? Like, guess where you're even going to get ideas? Guess what's going to fuel your imagination to allow you to do your art, allow you to do your craft? Play. <laughs> play is what allows you to do your work, and work is what helps you continue to play. So, find balance in that. And the better you can balance that, the better you can be creative every single day. I work five days, sometimes, most times, six days a week. And six days a week, out of those six days a week that I work, I work at least, at least, not at most, at least six hours a day. Now, that's not that much. To some, it's a lot. To some others, it's not shit. But it's the facts. I work every single day for about six hours, all right? Or almost every single day for about six hours. How do I find time to create every single day? Well, if you haven't noticed by now, if you hear, you know, like, like stuff like that, that little clicking in the background, or like wind and stuff like that, it's because I'm driving. <laughs> Guess where I'm driving every time I do this podcast? To work. <laughs> that's literally me trying to, that's literally me balancing between work and play that I'm on my way to to work while I'm playing you know what I mean like aka doing this podcast doing my art I'm finding balance not only am I finding balance I'm finding time to do both right so that's all that's about balance between work and play but number six what's the next one number six talk to creative people. I de- I, like you know what I'm saying. Like, if you if you there's this there's this saying that you're an average of the five people you hang hang out with. You know what I mean? Like the five people you hang out with the most, you're an average of those people. So if the five people you hang out with are also creative people, they're also artists or whatever, then you, by nature, automatically are going to be a creative person. You know what I mean? So surround yourself with creative people. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Ideate with people more often. AKA express yourself. Put your imagination out there. Put your ideas out there more often with people. And that's going to allow this ecosystem. It's going to allow this space to form where you can bounce off of other people's ideas and go back and forth and create new ideas, create new inspirations with people, not just yourself. You know what I mean? Like, when you start talking to creative people more often, you're going to start finding yourself learning new things or at least seeing things from other perspectives, which is going to help you in your endeavors, which is going to help you stay inspired. And that's a common sense one. I don't think I have to go too deeply into that one. Talk to more creative people. Ideate more often. And I guarantee you, you will find yourself being more creative every single day. Which leads me into number five. You know, as you ideate more often, you're going to end up coming up with more ideas. 
plain and simple. But as you come up with more ideas, it can be hard to remember those ideas. So what should you do? Write things down. If you write things down, it's easy for you to remember those things. And if it's easy for you to remember those things, you can actually do something with that idea. Most of us in the art world, most of us in the world in general, when we have ideas, we just disregard them. They come in and they go. And I feel like that's so foolish because if you understand that everything that exists right now started with an idea, that means that you can too be just as creative. So write things down more often. The more you can write things down, the more you can actually execute on these ideas. The more you can actually do something with this imagination. You know what I mean? The ideas that's ruminating in your mind, you can't do anything with them unless you actually put some action behind them. And you put no action behind them if you don't fucking remember them. So write your ideas down. It's going to help you stay creative. And that leads me into the next one. When you're writing things down, um, you're going to end up coming up with a whole lot of ideas that aren't fully expanded upon yet. Like if you heard the the... What was that, like the eighth or the ninth um, idea that I had or the, the ninth way that I stay creative? I create routines, morning routines or night routines and stuff like that. My nightly routine is going deeper into the ideas that I've had. When you go deeper into the ideas you have, you're going to start um, like separating bigger ideas from smaller ideas. And I want you to focus on the smaller ideas. And create content around those smaller ideas so that you can later circle back and create an even bigger piece out of those smaller ideas. For example, with this podcast, I have a whole lot of micro content. I have a series called VT, aka Verbal Tweets. I have another series called Ideas, where I just spit out ideas. I have another series that I have yet to even fully develop called That's Another, another Conversation, where you hear me often in this podcast say, but that's another conversation. Yeah, all of that is an example of micro-content where I'm actually going to go deeper into those things later on. Like verbal tweets, ideas, and stuff like that. All of those series be like 60 seconds long, two minutes long or whatever. Micro-content. But all of that is still a form of me creating. And all of that is just setting building blocks for me to go deeper into that later on, which even adds to me creating. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's as if I'm multiplying my creativity the more I put out. Like, literally every time I say the words, that's another conversation. That's an example of me, one, writing things down in verbal form, but two, creating uh, micro content. Because I actually will talk about that i actually will have a different conversation aka a different episode talking about whatever that is you know what i'm saying like just don't be afraid to put out as much as you possibly can no matter how large or small you might think that idea or that creation may be so all of that was to say that this um this tip is to basically create more micro content Okay, so that's number four, create more micro content. And then number three is to, or I'm sorry, that was number five. This is number four. Number four is to take more risk. Take 
more risk. That's simple. It may not be easy. You know, it might be difficult, but it's still simple. Take more risk. The more you can take risk, the more you're going to be able to do things completely different than everyone else has ever done before. You know what I mean? Like most people don't take risk. But when you do, you know what I'm saying? When you do, when you actually take that risk that everyone else is scared to take, you're now presenting them with a new perspective. You're now doing something that is new, unusual, something that has yet to be done. And that in itself is creative. And also in taking risk, you come across problems, problems that have yet to be solved because, you know what I'm saying, that's that's part of taking a risk. You, you come across a problem that you don't know how to solve and probably hasn't been solved before. But when you do that and you actually go through that problem and you you know, go through the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out that problem, you're also working upon or building upon your creativity. So take more risk. All right. And then number three, observe more. Observe everything. This this ties back into the staying curious. You have to look at everything. Don't just have tunnel vision. Sometimes look from your peripheral. You'll be surprised at what's there. That song you swore you didn't like last year? It's real funny how now it's in, in one of your Spotify playlists. How did that happen? Chances are it's because you gave that song a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance or however. A.K.A. you gave it another look. What's another way of saying that phrase? Give it another look. Observe more. Okay? That's simple. And then number two is to write things down. I already said that, but I was talking more so about micro content. This so is, is to actually write them down. Like when you actually write them down, like when you actually put pen to paper, you have a better memory. Like that's what school was trying to teach you. That's like the reason you were able to get by in school was because of memory. The reason you were able to memorize so much in school is because you was writing things down. You was taking notes. So take notes on your ideas. It will help you stay creative. It will help you re remember them. And then last but not least, just start. That's probably the hardest thing. Starting. No one says you had to finish all right now. Okay? Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. You can put a brick down one day at a time. No one's rushing you. It's okay. But that's the first thing you can do in any creative endeavor. Just start.